0: 80s 75, 80 that's.: 75, 80. 80, 80, 80. Nice It's playoff time. Steve Fezzik here market report that's already in the can, but I like to come in beforehand and you know tease Fez about his frantic move away from my best bet on <laughs> on the Giants. What was your takeaway from that game? We were wrong in our rationale, but they played hard. They just didn't play their people.
1: Our, our analysis was that the Giants would play hard and that they would play their starters. Yeah, so we, we were fifty percent yeah. right. So yeah. the it's
0: interesting how these teams that are tenacious, even without their a guys, seem to play. I mean, I don't know. Do you think that game was lucky? I mean, again, I, I like I said when you were able to get out ahead of the news, and then we bought some of it, some of it back. I was happy, you know, and I said, I get, well, I can bust balls if it wins, you know, joking. But, like, what do we learn from that game, do you think?
1: I think the— Anything? Yes. I think that the game line is largely based upon, you know, who's if stars are going to not play, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. going to be a, a big adjustment. But where the real opportunity, I think, was in the second half, because the Giants were actually a three-and-a-half point dog in the fourth quarter. You could bet this. You could okay. bet Giants fourth quarter plus three-and-a-half. Was well, this
0: before the game,
1: before the game started, okay, okay. and even in live wagering, you could have got you could have gotten an attractive, you know, plus on the on the Giants in the fourth quarter. And the theory is that if you do it before the game,
0: if the Eagles are winning big, you you feel good getting plus points, right? Right, and because usually the fourth quarter if one team's winning big is like even. Right? Yep. And then the second scenario is maybe Philly has their are sitting their starters themselves if they are up big. So in a weird way, you could have bet Giants for the game. At, let's say the higher number, what would it close, 16? Uh, 16 and a half. Yeah. And then bet at the same time, Giants in the fourth quarter, and you kind of would act as a hedge, but you could scoop. Um, I don't think it would be a hedge. I well, think, be, yeah. because if Philly's up big by 30 coming into the fourth, you've lost the one bet, but you got a sweet bet in the fourth quarter. Mm, yes. So it's a hedge in a way, right? Yes. Okay, But go ahead.
1: But, but you know, in retrospect, obviously with Philly, playing their starters and the Giants resting their starters, the first half was no good because all the motivation in the world wasn't going to overcome the fact that we had the worst team without our best players, and we were going to get crushed in the first half, and we did.
0: Oh, so I, I didn't actually see that. So the, what was the final – or what was the halftime
1: score? 13-zip. Oh. Might have been 16-zip. One of the, I think it could have been 16 was, I think it was thirteen, and then they got they kicked another field goal to start the second half.
0: Well, I tell you, you got to give those Giants credit, man. I mean,
1: well, I mean, no, that, they, I they mean, at that played point, hard. They, yeah. Yes.
0: Yeah. I, I, I kind of, I respect Dayball, but I got to be honest with you. With with the perfect storm of motivation, I in a weird way, I think he probably it probably shows you he didn't think they could win the game because I think if you think you can win, you play that game for yeah. motivation there. Um, but, you know, he knows the team a lot better than me.
1: And it goes down as a one-score win where the Giants never had a chance to win. I'm sure the fourth-quarter win share is like 1% or something, 1.5% oh, no, or something that. like that.
0: Yeah, but, I mean, at 16, it was, you yeah. know, I mean, it, it's or 16.5. Okay, now, number two, let's talk about Lamar. Now, you're going to be talking about the line in this game in a few minutes. Let's just go over it one more time, and you're going to talk about this, but here's what interests me. Is you've got the distance between Lamar and his backup, not the third stringer, as only four points. Is yes. that right?
1: Yes. I've got Jackson half a point better in his the current Lamar Jackson, mm-hmm. half a point better than an average quarterback, and Huntley three and a half points worse. Okay. So four point difference. All right. Now, how much what was Lamar before his injury? then it would be a five-point difference. I had him one and a half better than an average quarterback.
0: So at that point, was that about Huntley being a, a perceived at the time to be a good backup?
1: Average backup.
0: Have you downgraded Huntley?
1: No, I pretty much kept him the same. Maybe I should have downgraded him. was a him. little disappointed in him. Yeah, you know, what? I think I might be blinded by the fact that defense has played so well for Baltimore. I'm mm-hmm. like, they're playing all these competitive close games, but it's not because Huntley's playing right. You're right. I probably should have dropped him even further.
0: Now – Something we've talked about, and we haven't talked about it today. So, take your time with it. If we thought about this as offense and defense, not just a team, Baltimore since the trade with the Bears for was it Smith? Brock Smith, Smith, yeah. I would say has a top five defense. Agreed. I, you know, top three. You know, they're right there. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now Lamar healthy in this offense is what. Uh, If we're thinking about, could we say they're, with Lamar, they're a little above average? Yeah, 10th, somewhere around there, right? right. So if you have the 10th best offense with Lamar, and you have the 5th best defense, you have one of the two or three best teams in football. I don't think so. Well, that
1: mathematics you do, right? Let's say generic of the team. Oh, well, I just... because we're waiting offense now, it's like sixty-five percent. You know, I think this year
0: it's not. I mean, the defenses have had their say more this yeah, year. Just because there
1: hasn't been any elite offenses like well, there were but, in previous years. Yeah. But why? How do we know that? How do yeah. we know it's not
0: the defense is just playing better because it's too high? Look, is is flabbergast, it, it, flabbergasting it, a
1: lot of teams? You know, and even like like it's a sip. Like when you're watching SportsCenter, it's like where are the where's the the highlights? Yes. There are no bombs. So you let's know? call
0: it 60-40 now. Yeah. Okay. All right? Yeah. But my thought is, if you look at the best teams. Mackenzie, do me a favor, and we'll come at the end of the pod with this, this pod. Get me just the EPA uh, 496, offense, defense, and let's put up the top teams and let's just add up. All we you know what we can do? Just let's do this. Go 0.6 times the offense, uh-huh. 0.4 times the defense, add it up, and then I guess let's think if that's right. Lowest, the lowest number. Score, yeah. Is lowest the best. number's the best. I like and, that. And see where Baltimore is. Because my gut feeling is, assuming though, we're gonna make uh, artificially make Baltimore
1: 10 and and 5. And I think they're better than 5. Yeah. yeah. I think they're – I mean, it's like, who's who's number one right now?
0: Um, I think San Fran
2: probably. I agree. Yeah. yeah I agree. And, and I mean – We actually do that as a regular printout. Uh, 60% this, offense, 50%, 40% defense. Oh. EPA is up there. All right. So, if we had Baltimore then, and then if you just do the plus uh, – add up
0: the ranking, and we'll see where we're at at the end of the pod. All right. So my theory is, in our minds, we're thinking Baltimore struggles. Baltimore struggles, but in truth, they've struggled because they haven't put up, let's say, an extra. If they put up an extra touchdown a game,
1: then right? they'd be, they'd be, you know, right there with the Bengals. They'd be like, maybe not quite the Bengals, but they'd be right there with like a twelve-win type of team.
0: And because you're saying five and a half. That's a massive line in a playoff game if Lamar's playing against a defense that good. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm saying is the market just is there just this fatigue with the way Baltimore's played all these tight games? In truth, when have they been blown out?
1: Yeah, they it seems like every game is 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 a tough, closely contested game where neither side neither side's getting to twenty points, so there are no blowouts.
0: Early in the year Baltimore was winning almost all these games and had a couple fourth quarter meltdowns. Later in the year, the games were just tight in the fourth. That seems to be that one score of difference mm-hmm. from Lamar. If he comes back healthy, which again, I think there's rust questions. Sure. Him. But if he, if he comes back healthy, it seems like we've got a team that I think the case could have been made six weeks into the season that Baltimore was one of the two or three best teams. I mean, they were, Philly hadn't established themselves fully yet. Mm hmm. And if we look at our fourth quarter win share, Mackenzie, do we have the season numbers? Yes. On the fourth quarter?
2: So where are those? Uh, over to your left on top of the... Oh, cool. All
0: right. So as I'm screaming, can anyone hear me? All right. So fourth quarter win share on the season real quick. And the second page is ranked from
2: highest to lowest fourth quarter win share.
0: Okay. Awesome. All right. So on the second page... We've got, hmm, these are the best teams. Philadelphia's one fourth quarter win share. KC's two. Buffalo's three. San Fran's four. This is on the season now. Cincy five. It's a pretty good ranking fest so far. Baltimore six.
1: With backup quarterback. With the backup
0: quarterback. Wait, and how many games in a row now? Four? I think more than that, isn't it? Six? I I think it's more. Is it more than four? More towards six, I think. Uh So. Think about that a second. Now you just you add even let's even say your five points. I, I gotta tell you, I want, I don't like Lamar in the
1: playoffs anyway. So it that's the hit, rub. Yeah, you, yeah. you want to bet against him in the playoffs? Yeah. And now, but
0: boy, they seem underrated now. And
1: now it's a good spot because they just played in Cincinnati and it, statistically equal game. They lose by eleven with their third string quarterback, and now they get another kick at the can against the Bengals. You, you know? know,
0: I just had an epiphany. Best bet. Uh-, uh-huh. is there any forty fours out there
1: no, oh wait i'm'm forty five and a
0: half's the market right now. It was the,
1: I gotta tell you i just I just lost my ass playing under on these on these teams playing. Well, that
0: that's the week to do it the next week after you think about what which games did you have a tough one on
1: this game the, the uh, we played under forty two it closed thirty nine what well, you
0: were think you were thinking vanilla
1: Well, I was thinking vanilla, and I was thinking i've got I've got Anthony Brown, you know I mean, but
0: the, you only get him a point and a half worse than Huntley.
1: Yeah, but if, it's true. I mean, but I thought I thought that Baltimore. I think both teams had a chance to play each other the next week in the playoffs. And I'm like, and I was I was correct well, about Cincinnati. They didn't put up a lot of yardage, you know, in the game. I think they kept it vanilla.
0: Here's what's interesting: our calculated points on that game, uh, and Mackenzie and I did slightly different calculations because we've been tweaking things. Uh, I have them scoring more points: twenty six Bengals, twenty three Ravens was the score mm-hmm. I came up with. Um, it was 27. Ravens moved the ball. The Ravens had success. So 43. It went right over, you're saying. It went over so 44, by a point. 44 would have won. That's why that's a key nine. But here's my thinking on
1: that. You're right about that, that the 43 and 44 are big.
0: Here, here's my thinking on this. Lou Amarillo, if that's how you say his name, the D coordinator from Cincy, is a master at adjustments. Oh, I'm now, liking this. Yeah, if you're playing two straight games, it's like one eight-quarter game. I think because my first thought was Harbaugh was going to do really well out coaching Cincinnati when they're playing back to back.
1: Yeah, but one thing that mitigates that is Baltimore didn't just play the third string quarterback, but they sat some key guys on offense also. So, like Andrews didn't play but their wide who receiver. Knows what their tight end, who yeah, knows their what
0: Cincinnati did? Yeah. Is that like Lou Amaretta, like Amaretta sour? And a Romo. Okay. Close okay. enough. It makes me hungry.
1: Either way, a good Italian, I think he's Italian, pies on. How is Subway still in business with Jersey Mike's out there?
0: Are you serious? I'm serious. I hate Jersey Mike's. You hate Jersey? No, the maybe only- I'm thinking of Porter Sub. I hate yeah, Porter's Sub. Yeah.
1: Jersey Mike's is the one that they slice the meat in front of you. It is like uh, more ex- It is more uh, expensive, yeah. but they hand make That's it. It doesn't bother you. And they do Mike's way. They put the oil and vinegar on it. You've and- been thinking a
0: lot about how rude that was. Have you been like thinking,
1: man? You know, R.J. Comp's dinner, and I'm like, you know, it's really good. Some other, it's a competitor. Of right, let me yeah. let, let me explain. So,
0: Outback <laughs> is, you know, from a lot of people. Remember, there's the famous, "We're going to Sizzler" from White Man Can't Jump. Sizzler makes people happy. You go to Outback, that's an upgrade. A lot of people are happy,
1: but uh, blooming onion. So yeah. just
0: just on a whim. Mary says, all right, I'm going to order an Outback for you guys on Wednesday. I'll Not st-
1: just sizzling. You deserve it. Yeah, We're going
0: Outback. If outback. And it's like there was just tins of steak and, and, and various other meats in the sundries. Gourmet Caesar salad. And Fez is like, goes, you know, Sean, and he's, he's got steak <laughs> in his mouth at the time he's saying is, He goes, I can't believe this place is even in business. And I was like, what? Because of how much you're eating? If it's not all you can eat, like if somehow there was a buffet, you might put them out of business. was what was running through my head. He goes, no. And then what's the place? Texas Uh, Roadhouse. Texas Roadhouse. It's like, why didn't you boycott and not eat any
1: of it? Texas Roadhouse (laughs) is going to put the Bloomin' Onion out of business. Not because the Bloomin' Onion stuff, it doesn't taste good, but because it's it's
0: a price point. Here's what I suggest. You do a Twitter poll. Mm hmm all right. And you explain up in the tweet up top the scenario. And because they don't give you a lot of words in the poll. Yeah. And you say, here's oh. what happened. And we'll, I'll, I have to check off on the
1: wording. Oh, was I rude? I don't need to yeah. do that. The answer is no, but yes. Let's see, let's see what
0: kind <laughs> of landslide. It will land be slide.
1: overwhelming. Yeah. Let's see what kind of landslide. Yeah. It is. It will I don't need to do that. I already know where it's going to go. Hey, I'm like, I'm, I. I accept it. I apologize. <laughs> so, Thank you for dinner. So And I ate a lot. Ah,
0: here's the beauty. Here's Chicken the beauty. Good. We'll get to check out that Texas Roadhouse when you buy next week or the weekend. I'm we'll bu- I'm,
1: I am buying after the Super Bowl. We are going after. to Texas Roadhouse. Which, right. And you know I can't get that comped, although it's possible because I do have hey, a business If you can part. get a
0: place better than that, I will take it comped from there. It doesn't
1: matter to us.
0: Ooh. Well, how, do you,
1: how do you feel about Hell's Kitchen?
0: Uh-huh. I like New York City.
1: No, there's one in oh, oh. Caesar's. Oh, okay. It's I've never
0: had that. Is it any good? Oh, it's. Is it? Is it? Oh, is it from? Is it Gordon from Ramsey? the movie? Is it from or or the TV show? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Anyway, very rude. He. It, it's so rude. So rude. He almost. He almost. Stopped eating. while he said it. But so rude. Still, I still packed So rude, he won't even do a Twitter poll. Now, you would think he, that would be it for him, we right? We have to
1: do a poll if we know, if, we, a, if it's unclear know, what the results are. I, never, I accept the fact you you that it was You don't seem rude. like
0: you're learning from your mistakes.
1: Well, I, that's what I do. Because
0: then you don't. I you, don't learn. purposely don't learn. <laughs> yeah. Because next week. I, you know, I, I've mentioned a few times I've been spending a little bit of hobby time building out a library for the office because we want to have this amazing, you know, one of a kind or two of a kind because UNLV has a special collection. that's really good. Sports betting and gambling in Vegas and various other things like um uh, I got a couple books on mag- card manipulation from magicians that mm. also apply to like three card Monty, all kind of stuff like that. Right. And one of the things I bought just because it was a good price, I'm like, oh, this will be cool the second issue ever of Sports Illustrated. So this, oh, is, yeah. this is 1954. Somehow he was eating again. He's eating pizza, and he walks over and goes... And I go, look, Steve, I go, this is the second. I'm holding it like a precious child. This is the second. He goes, Man, that's an ugly cover. He <laughs> goes, why would they do that? He walks away just eating after saying it's like you're a
1: character on Seinfeld. They don't put Muhammad Ali on the cover, <laughs> they put like golf clubs. Golf <laughs> clubs on the cover. What 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 was the what do they reject to go with the golf clubs?
0: So here's what I'll say to close the topic.
1: <clears throat> At
0: various times on the radio. I would mispronounce a player's name mm-hmm. or something. And I would often say, if anyone tried to bust my balls, I would often say, listen, if I have this enunciation, this kind of struggles with or indifference to pronunciations of players' names, how good am I at gambling that I have a national radio show? People it's are, a yeah, very yeah. valid point. So here's the question with Steve. With his obvious difficulty in socializing, with whatever you want to call characterize him, his dirtiest player in the game mentality. How good is he at gambling that he's been around almost 10 years? Just ponder that. That's probably the guy you want to be betting with. Let's hear his wisdom on these look-aheads. And I'll come back at the end and uh, we can talk a little Survivor, a lot of drama there. Let's listen in.
2: First game on Saturday, the NFL playoffs kick off. The 49ers opened up as 10-point favorites hosting the Seahawks and Zero movement. That's where we are right now. 49ers by 10. What do you make of this line? Where is it going?
1: Yeah, power ratings make it San Fran minus 9.5, but I think it's a good spot for the 49ers, who did not need to win, obviously, week 18, but Seattle was a must-win for their playoff lives and had to win that game not once, but twice after their idiot kicker missed a makeable field goal in regulation. So uh, I could only look towards San Francisco in this game. Uh, There is possibility of weather, total currently 43, 40% chance of rain, supposed to rain all day, one of the many storms that is hitting Northern California this week, and thus, I think if you like the under, probably you want to get in front of it and play it right now, Um, and I could see a case for the under where Geno Smith has been struggling more second half of the year in that Niner defense, absolutely dynamite. Um, I believe that Purdy has thrown two touchdown passes in like five straight games. Is that correct, Mackenzie? Do you know? Every time they let him out there. <laughs> um, now, you know, it's interesting with the narrative. Just imagine if Trey Lance had actually been starting and the Niners were good, not great, and we'd be like, oh, the kid's looking really good. Would you agree? Was the question? If uh, Trey Lance had never been injured and the Niners went like 11 and six would we not be giving accolades to Trey Lance undeservedly so because it's obviously just the Niners are loaded this year
2: if the if Trey Lance was playing good quarterback we'd be we'd be saying Trey Lance was a good quarterback yes but Brock Purdy is an excellent quarterback give the man his due 13 and 4 what a what a season everybody
1: i think i could have gone 8 and 9 quarterbacking the team was as good as that they've been playing but no doubt no doubt that it has come together for the 49ers so i have no forecast on this line other than like i said If you're looking to play the total,
2: I would play under now because of the weather considerations. The Jacksonville Jaguars opened up as two-and-a-half-point underdogs versus the L.A. Chargers. That did not last long as of Monday morning all the way till Monday evening. The Chargers are now only a one-point favorite. Some money coming in on Jacksonville. Yeah, and it makes sense because the
1: Chargers' very strange decision to play their starters deep into the game against Denver, and they came away with injuries. So, Williams... Uh, One of their two big wide receivers injured his back. Bosa got injured, um, hobbled off the field. Bosa's supposed to be okay. We'll see about Williams. But um, I got to tell you, if the Chargers were at full strength, I can see making them a favorite. Without them at full strength, I only have them a point better than Jacksonville in my ratings. So I have Jacksonville actually laying one by my power ratings. Well, who cares? Minus one, plus one doesn't make much of a difference, except if you want to tease, and that makes all the difference in the world. Now, unfortunately, you need something to tease it with, which is not going to be so easy to find right now. But um, who knows? Maybe San Francisco will go down to nine and a half, and we can tease them in a seven point teaser. Maybe Cincinnati will start leaking up to seven. We can tease them in a six point teaser to minus a half. But right now, no real good candidates to tease. I do have one shop that lets me play open spots, and I did bang in Jacksonville plus one and a half, up to seven and a half, and up to plus eight and a half, and six and seven point teasers uh, with open spots. Figuring if I can't use them this week, I can certainly use them later in the playoffs. So that was all they did on this game. I will predict that we flip favorites and that we certainly get to pick them. I think we could make a case for Jacksonville minus one in this game. Those open spots, you can play them anytime in the playoffs? Depends what the rules of the book are. Some books have, they never expire. Other books, check your expiration dates. Yes, Never
2: expire. Next year, lane seven and a half down to one and a half. That's how you get maximum value. Spot of the year, twice a year. All right, next up, we're going to go to the Sunday action. And uh, interesting line here, the Buffalo Bills. Not much movement, but an interesting line It tells a story. They're 11-point favorites hosting the Dolphins. That's about where it opened up at. What do you make of this line? Uh, how should betters be keeping their ears perked for for information as far as this line is concerned?
1: Well, this is a Skyler Thompson line because based upon my ratings with Skylar Thompson, I make this game 11, and that's what the game is right now. So... <laughs> You know, Adam Schefter reported that the Dolphins are still hopeful that Tua will play. I can't believe he would play, especially considering, you know, all the situation that occurred with Buffalo and the injury to their player. This would be a disaster of epic proportions if the Dolphins played Tua and he got concussed again with all the issues that he's had with concussions all year long. But Schefter doesn't usually report on such things unless there's, you know, certainly a strong possibility they could be true. It's the ultimate free roll, I think. If you bet Miami, you're getting a fair number, and if Tua plays, you're getting a fantastic number. There is no way that Buffalo, and they struggled, frankly, in their uh, season finale against New England. I, uh, phony final. They were not nearly as good as the final score. Well, that happens when you return two kickoffs for touchdowns. So um, if, if I had to bet the game, I don't think is going to play, but I still think there's a chance – and if I had to play it right now, because of that, I'd play Miami plus 11. Now I get it. The line's probably going to close 12 if Skylar Thompson winds up
2: going. But it's not that big of a deal. Asymmetric risk. If Tua goes, this line, I think it moves all the way to 8. And we've seen asymmetric lines move even when uh, the the news that we expect is confirmed. You expect that here, even in the playoffs with the bigger market. Do you think if and when, probably when, is announced out, this line juices up a little bit? I think it's used as before. If there's one thing I've seen throughout the
1: last few weeks betting is that the official announcement is way too late, and you find out the markets tell you players are playing or not playing way before then, uh, long before Fields got ruled out for the Bears' money. Steamerama on the Vikings. Somebody knows, and he lets somebody else who knows, and the money moves. So the screen moves before the announcement gets made. You can do all the research you can in the world. It's um, You're never going to get the inside information fast enough compared to um, what some of the people out there are getting, and I'm noticing that th- that's happening more and more, that the news
2: is getting leaked. Interesting line move here from a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago. The Vikings were three-and-a-half, four-point favorites hosting the Giants. Same teams, same venue, but now it's the playoffs, and the Giants are getting a little more respect. The Minnesota Vikings, only three-point favorites hosting the New York Giants. There's been no move. On this line, since the World Open,
1: yeah, and I make it three. When these teams last played, it was four most of the week, and then went to three and a half. Never went past that, though. You're right. Um, and now it's only three. Well, what happened? Well, the Giants won the stats in that first meeting, and they did. They did need the Octopus to get it overtime. A Saquon Barkley, I believe, touchdown, and then a two point conversion to get it to OT, where Minnesota kicked a 61 yard field goal which I think made—I think one of the survivors, at least, that wound up winning it all. There was two uh, Circa survivors that split $3 million. I think that they—one um, of them at least had Minnesota in that 61-yard field goal game. So kudos to him. By the way, the ones—there um, were three people went into the Circa Survivor yeah. Finals. One guy chose not to play these mentioned Vikings, despite them being a 6.5-point favorite. He opted for the Indianapolis Colts minus 2.5 oh. instead—
2: Up seven late.
1: Yeah, you know what? I mean, I understand. I like the Colts in the game minus two and a half, and I get it that he was unlucky. But you know what? Everyone's going to be angry at me. I'll say I'm glad he lost. It's such an it's such a fumble (laughs) of epic proportions. It's the last week. You're the only one that's going to take Indy or Minnesota. So, do you want to take a minus one thirty five favorite? Or do you want to take a minus 265 favorite? I don't care if you're Jimmy the effing Greek and the world's greatest handicapper. I don't care. I get it. You're 19-0 and, and you're 100 times smarter than me because I got eliminated in week six. But as um, Phil Helmuth would say, you know, this is this is donkey stuff. You know, this is just like, what are you doing? You know, you. I mean, you can hedge back. Think about your possibilities. Do you want to hedge back with a plus 115 ticket? Or do you want to hedge back with a plus 250 ticket? Um, twice as much value there. It, 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 when you look at it from that perspective, more than twice as much value. Um, I just I just didn't understand it. Someone's going to have to explain that to me one day. Not to mention, you can't middle when you're playing back the other way. Like the, with the Viking game, you could have played the Bears plus seven and had a shot at a middle. I know it didn't middle. But like contrast that with the guy that took Seattle and could have played the Rams back plus six. Well, if he hedged. And He took some of uh, some point spread along with money line. He didn't lose anything on his hedge if he played, you know, half of one and half of another. To put that in perspective, so just a egregious um, end game mistake in my opinion. And so now we have two survivors instead of three. As for this game, I you know I, at three I know there's a little money. The lines, the market lines like 3.05. Everyone hates the Vikings. All the wise guys dislike the Giants and hate the Vikings. So <laughs> that means they're going to bet on the team that they dislike. I would say if you can get a plus three reduced, I don't think you're going to hurt yourself on this game, although I go back to in Vegas where they print parley cards and they put a half-point parley cards. They're going to make this game three and a half. If I can find a little line move and find a couple other things to play with it, G-Men plus three and a half, they're probably losing another 61-yard field goal with the game tied in overtime.
2: Next game, the Cincinnati Bengals. We've just seen this one host the Baltimore Ravens. What's up with this line? It's not 12 like it was on Sunday. The Bengals are six-and-a-half-point favorites hosting the Ravens. No movement on the line. What does this tell us about Baltimore and their playoff hopes? It
1: tells us Lamar Jackson is very likely to play, and why wouldn't he be? He's questionable every week, and they don't need the game. Well, now they it's a playoff game. So the problem is this line largely reflects Jackson. In fact, with Jackson, I make this line five-and-a-half. From that perspective, I guess you could lay the Bengals – it's, you can lay six and a half because if Jackson goes, it's only going to go to five and a half. And if one of these other guys, Huntley or Anthony Brown, would go, you know, obviously the Bengals are going to go up to nine to 10 to 11 point favorites. But I do think that Jackson's going to play. I don't think Jackson's going to be 100%. It is interesting that the Bengals, and this kind of show is, it's 2000. What year is it, McKenzie? 23, baby. 2023. My God, I'm getting old. Um, <laughs> I, um, the. When a team was 21-3 and against the spread like the Bengals are, and 8-0 straight up, they would not be laying only 6.5 against a team that's walking wounded going into the playoffs. But um, the market is a lot more sophisticated. Bengals, um, they really struggled against Baltimore and against Anthony Brown. In the statistics, that was a pretty even game. So I'm sure the, the, the betters are looking at this. These two teams, by the way, have played twice. Uh, Baltimore won by two, and then the Bengals just won by eleven. So they have split. In fact, there's three um, three of these six playoff games. The teams played twice: Buffalo, and Miami split; San Fran shocker swept Seattle. Um, weather should be fine in Cincinnati. Thirty nine degrees, I believe. Uh, nine miles an hour wind. I uh, I don't have much on this game. The you know the uncertainty. Someone knows how injured Lamar Jackson is. Right. And and it's not me. And without that information on Tua, and without that information on Lamar Jackson, I don't see how I can bet these games.
2: Well, if there's a chance, and there's probably some small chance that Lamar Jackson does not suit up, his his cold gets worse or whatever, what do you make this line with Tyler Huntley? Is it back to eleven and a half? Uh, No, because that would that's an Anthony Brown Brown line, right? So yeah, Huntley
1: will go nine. We'll go. we'll, we'll, We'll pop it up to nine. But again, this is the sort of thing like I, I go back to um, the hitman approach, and I largely agree with it. The, the older I get, it's like Gordon Gecko's like whole world's throwing darts out there. I don't throw darts. I, I deal with information. You know, stop finding me information and start getting it. What right. I, and and I use that and what that quote means is that you need to get at buying the stock before the market reacts to the news. So if the news is ju- has just broken. And you can play Denver at pick'em against the Chargers because the Chargers may, good chance they're not going to play their starters. That's great. Or you can lay Denver minus three, or you can lay Denver minus five. Well, how'd that work out for you? Probably better at pick'em, wasn't it?
2: Yes. Better at pick'em. Better at one and a half. Better, better at,
1: at two and a half. Better at plus three. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, plus three even money at, at, at one point during the week. You get the idea that um, the number one thing I'm, I'm the Miami and the Jets. You know, I know. Um, there was the pitchy, pitchy, woo, woo thing at the end, but it should have landed three. Right. And you could have had Jets plus three to start the week. Then you could have had Miami pick middle of the week, and then you could have Jets plus three and a half end of the week. And, and every one of those bets should have won. So you know, and, and then all all week long, you know, you're analyzing and focusing and trying to find the winner. And you can, you can you can you can handicap all week long and do all the numbers,
2: and it pales in comparison to having the right information. It just does. How about another rematch? Six for six. Let's go to Monday Night Football. Probably the best game of the playoff week. The Tampa Bay Bucks. I'm going to call it 2.7-point favorites hosting the Cowboys. It opened up closer to three, but a little bit of money coming in on the home dog. What do you make of this one?
1: Yeah, so I make the game. I've doused three and a half points better. That makes the game 2.75. The current line is 2.70. That's pretty razor thin. So a game where... Again, it's going to go back and forth between two-and-a-half and 3 We'd love for some sportsbook to put a plus-three-and-a-half on a parlay card on a Monday night game like that. Doubtful it happens, you know, but we'll be looking for it. Um, obviously, these teams met week one. Dallas got murdered. Dak got injured. And we declared the Dallas Cowboys season over. And then they won like 12 straight games after that. So shows the danger of overreacting to an early game in the year, or really any game in the year. Um, having said all this, you know, that Dallas game against Washington was ugly. They were bad. They were not just bad. They were really, really bad. And uh, it's interesting. These teams have to play on a Monday. Someone's got to win. And then they're going to have to play, I'm sure, on Sunday next week. So they're going to have a short week off of a Monday night football game. What time does this game start,
2: McKenzie? This game uh, on Monday night, 515.
1: Yeah, so it's not just Monday, but it's, it, you know, it's Monday night what a disadvantage. No one's talking about that for whoever survives from this game. So the 4-5, and then they're likely to have to go ahead and play the one seed. So good luck with that against the Eagles after you survive this game.
2: Right. Extended rest versus extended short rest. Bad luck for the Bucks and the Cowboys.
0: I'm back. And Steve, at least you didn't in any way like offend the audience just in that short period.
2: Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, you know, I,
0: I think McKenzie brings it out of you.
1: One out of four shows, Mackenzie sends me a text. Fez, hey. I can't believe you said this. What are you thinking?
0: Mackenzie, did, um, when he was doing all those scenarios, we were talking about some, uh, offshore moves and whatever, he kept going, well, if McKenzie, and every time there was a hypothetical, you were either (laughs) murdering someone or you were like somehow fixing a basketball game. It was like you were – it was always him that was doing the dirty deed. Dropping the money off after fixing the game. Yeah, it was – these are all hypotheticals. He wouldn't He would say like, oh, uh, Teddy or Ike, you know, some made-up name, John Smith. No, McKenzie would
1: then go murder the baby. I literally saw the blue lights in the parking lot—the pretty blue lights of the police. And you thought of was And I was like, "Wait! Oh wait, my God! What's going? Oh no! Mackenzie's in the is, is in the room. He's already with us. It's okay."
0: Well, that reminds me when when you turned when you saw the flashlights once, you said, "Mackenzie, what'd you do now?"
2: <laughs> I find it offensive, personally, Mackenzie. Turned out to be ambulances. Oh, they're thinking about your heart issue? No, there was just ambulances there oh. and Fezic's pointing at me like, what did you do? What did you do?
0: <laughs> Not die, I guess. Uh. All right. So, Survivor.
1: Pretty exciting. I tell you what, they're they're gonna write a book on this thing one day because the way
0: it went this year.
1: Yes, because one I'll rec- have I'll have it in the library. Records <laughs> maybe you'll write the book. No. Records sports betting um uh Reward or prize? Six, previous, yeah, six million. Plus. Previous high was one mil. Okay, so this one was
0: wow. Well, oh, you mean in survivor?
1: Yeah, for 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 what one guy got. Okay, for okay. one guy, one guy. What there's? Um, the Cantor Gaming had a contest, that I believe. Um, was first prize was, actually, I think it was only like 600000 but, but I think circa millions. Okay, yeah. Circa millions, million. Now, the Survivor last year was a big prize, but a bunch of people chopped Okay. It. So okay. you're saying
0: ultimately it's not the prize pool, but the award Ex- at the end. Exactly.
1: Okay. So this was a situation where you had you had six over 6,000 people, so you had a prize pool of just over 6 million.
0: So for those who don't know, you had to pick one game a week. It was not against the spread, and you could only use the team one time. And there was double weeks, uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas, That's where right. they had to make two pet picks based on the day the game played.
1: Right. So without getting into all the rigmarole of the expectation, you would expect about ten winners on an average year. But this was a t- with, with six with, with six thousand people. But this was a tough year. A lot of upsets. Tough path. Tough Christmas week. Tough Thanksgiving week. The bottom line is we almost this thing almost ended on Christmas night. It was almost there. There was one guy that was through, and there were three guys that had your Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> and and at, that was against? I believe the Raiders. Yeah. And the Steelers trailed late. The Steelers got a long drive down four, and they converted a fourth down. And there's there's still a feeling that they were short by about half a foot. And they didn't have the proper angle to overturn the call where they gave them the first down. And a guy was about to win six So, so Yeah, it was a coin flip. And,
0: or, or it was a tight, tight game. If it goes one way, he's the only one left. If it goes the other way, they continue on.
1: And, and this was on Christmas. Because everyone else yes, had lost. that's correct. This is on Christmas Eve, all right? This is on Saturday. So what happens is this guy— So the Pittsburgh game was last, right? The Pittsburgh game was the last, but this was week— a of Christmas week, or or, or, yeah, or, yeah, yeah. or week just, one. There's there's a week one and a and there's, part there's, one and part two. Part one, and part two. So the part one of Christmas week. This was the end of part one.
0: All right, but at that point, the prior games had been played, in and the other contestants had lost yes so, so entering in the game he knew if i win i'm the single six million dollar champion
1: and he had well he had already won and if pittsburgh oh, then how was the pittsburgh? three people oh, had pittsburgh. Oh, pittsburgh
0: was what the opponents had yes
1: and everyone else had gotten knocked out that week okay so only one guy had picked a winner 10 guys had got knocked out and three guys had pittsburgh
0: okay now pittsburgh won the game right so
1: so the other three guys advanced they so, had f- Pittsburgh right okay. so four people went on to part Christmas part two
0: mm, my God! so he's watching saying thinking if the Raiders win I win
1: exactly
0: if the Raiders lose there's gonna still be three people after four or four, three, four Him left. and
1: three others and oh, think of the logistics wow. it's Christmas Eve like normally you'd be hedging why like crazy. Would they
0: think about the Steelers against the Ravens why would you hold like the, the, like that Christmas a in Thanksgiving or Thanksgiving, uh, the Thursday games, those are the two times that you have so few games. You, why would the Steelers against the Ravens be
1: one you think, that's what I want Pittsburgh? You've nothing left. You've already used all the other good teams. Well, still, well you know, it's they're, they're no, no good options at that point. Survive in advance. People wanted to use the Buffaloes and the Kansas Cities and whoever else. So, so bottom line is, it's think about this. So this guy could have had, he could have said, you know what? I could, I could lock in $3 million right now, basically. Okay? But who could do that? It's Christmas Eve. He's got a couple hours. He only finds out a couple hours before the game starts because then all the other people had lost, and he finds out he wins that game. He doesn't have enough time. And like you said,
0: Christmas Eve is a hard time to to get a hold of the principals to really do a Superhead. Exactly. All right. Now let me ask you a question. Wouldn't it make sense for Circa— to be super accommodating, because in theory Circa could account for the fact they could just put a lien or whatever collateral on, uh, exactly. on the money they're
1: holding for them. Exactly. Well, but I guess, but that would only they have to be there in person. Yeah. You'd have to, and one of their oh, higher ups would have, in for that, and one of their higher ups would have to be working. But oh, Derek but, Stevens is you're, like living right, down but there. You're, but you're not anticipating that you're gonna that this situation is gonna happen. You don't expect the other ten guys to have all lost. All right, so you. Mm-hmm. So this
0: is the sort of thing. Well, in you, this case, they wouldn't have all lost. This was the case where yeah. they all had yet to have their game played, but they, and actually, they could lose.
1: Yeah, but the, the ten guys had lost. Yeah, and there are only three guys left. You're not anticipating. Oh, okay. You're going in the week. You're like, ah, oh, there's 15 of us left. Yeah, maybe. You know, it's like you're not. Oh, thinking. so ten people
0: lost. <laughs> yeah. So, so what was going to happen ultimately is like 14 out of 15 would have been eliminated, or, or 13 yes. out of 14. Yeah.
1: So it was an unpredictable contingent event of good fortune. This guy could never have anticipated and flown to Vegas and wrecked his Christmas with his family. I mean, imagine if he flies out there and all 14 wins. Like, what are you doing? You yeah, just yeah. ruined Christmas. Well,
0: maybe Christmas should have been in Vegas, right, Chevy right, Chase yeah. style. Right. So, the, so then, let me ask you this.
1: Yeah. Do you,
0: if you had to choose between his fate and never being in that Survivor in that way, meaning you won two Super Contests, the only guy ever to do it, they both came down to the last weekend. You had some real excitement there, yes. no doubt. But imagine that. But even then, it wasn't life-changing. It was life-changing money, but it was like life-changing if you wanted to have a rental property or two yeah. that you were going to, you know. I mean, nice stuff, for sure. You know, like your contest winnings are just, is it over a million now? It is. You're over a million because you actually had a nice win. We can talk about that. But you've won over a million. But this is, you know, this is $6 million. It's a different level. Would you rather have his experience or no such experience? No
1: such experience. Now, this is this oh, wow. is wrong. I, re- I should rather have it because I could write a good book and I'd like make royalties off of it. Or
0: just when you die, it's like, it's like I had that experience. Uh,
1: you know, it's like, it, and this happens to poker players. You know them in the main event where, like, like Billy Cop is a famous guy. He's about to make the final table, and he runs into flush over flush, and Darren Moon knocks him out. He doesn't even make the final table, even though he's, like, top four in chips. Do you want to be Billy Cop? I don't.
0: I think it's a harder hard question to ask because here's or to answer because here's why. If I knew for sure the two options were n- no involvement or that, I would take that for sure. Mm-hmm. Just for the experience. Um, the roller coaster. But there's no way you ever you when you're in the middle of that, you're never gonna feel it. You know the, so, the,
1: the experience you, of being alive that whole time and and the ups and downs, and he's literally about to win six million dollars. He's seventy five percent to win six million dollars. 14 hours later, he's picked the Miami Dolphins. Right, so to continue now, part B of the weekend is? He picks the Miami Dolphins. They're the early game on Sunday. When the early game's on uh-huh. Sunday, he's gone. They lose to the Packers 20-26. to 20-26, to 26, as they told Billy Kopp. Someone tell Billy he can stand up. He's gone from the main what events. What was this? This was like 10 years. It was the... Um, um, Dar- it was the Darren Moon year, where okay. he finished third. Right. Darwin Moon, the logger from Eastern Maryland where there is no <laughs> internet. It's funny. Now, I, I don't know anyone that—I mean, have you watched it? Not the last like year? the last—it's funny. I, I watched, like, Moneymaker year. Mm-hmm. And so I watched 2004 until about 2009. Yeah, yeah. And then all these Europe- young Europeans started winning it that were very mathematical and calculating. I didn't like it anymore. I stopped uh, watching. That's
0: true. That's true. The. um I can still remember the. I think it was the year after Money Maker, where Raymer, the fossil, oh, whatever, and the the, fossil the, man? The,
1: against against Madisau. Some of the cloud anything but a, a, a queen, and uh, <laughs> and the mouth will double. Oh, it's a queen. <laughs> oh, that's fun. <laughs> Is so to wrap my
0: point up. Would I? I didn't say it too well. If I knew it, I would do it. But if I didn't, I think it'd be too hard. You know, Ooh. it'd be too hard because. I don't know. It's fun. It's it's a fun thought. And in, in a way that's what everyone's dreaming about when they play this that thousand bucks they're dreaming about. It. And, no doubt. And I tell you this, we got to figure out what it is about Survivor because I was listening to a radio show and uh they said are you more excited about Survivor next year or the millions? And it was like the guy was laughing at him for asking the question. It was so obviously to this person, I think many people I had the Survivor. answer. What?
1: Because when you're in Survivor, you're the chip leader. You're the chip leader. So now, I know everyone is.
0: You're in or you're out, and if you're in, you're no better or worse than anyone else.
1: Yes, you're in first place. Uh-huh. As opposed to, you know, when you're in 19th place, that's cool. You know, you're, probably, you're in millions. Uh. But when you're the chip leader, oh, that's so good. So let me
0: ask you, that's a great insight. If somehow they had rankings, let's say that people tied at the end of the year. And at the end of the year, they said your net margin on your games, because you won every one of them, would decide who won or maybe decide like there's a different split, one, two, three, whatever, if there's a tie. Would that ruin it then? Because at that point, most people would be – In, but they would be in 28th place because they're... It
1: it would ruin it because if it's winner take all, so you'd be drawing dead. But it wouldn't be winner
0: take all in this case. But yeah, I hear you. That's interesting. That's interesting. So now what happened then, uh, we were talking about it before, but why don't you tell the audience what happened this final weekend? Because what happens is if everyone or if, if multiple people make it, Then there's a
1: chop. Or or a
0: split, not a chop. So
1: let me go chronologically because that's the way my my brain works. So we're in in Christmas part two. That's week 16. Mm -hmm. There's three guys. So one dude loses with Miami. The other three guys win.
0: The dude that could have won if only Pittsburgh had won. So the
1: three dudes, they all win week 17. So they go into week 18. There's three left. One of them, and, and there's talk maybe they're all going to take the same team, which would be make it easy. You didn't, wouldn't have to have any formal chopation because it essentially but be a would But how would you be
0: sure the other person was yeah, doing that? Yeah, you'd have
1: to like, do all submit at once with the, uh, your thumbs. I, in, don't, your, I don't know. So one guy takes Jacksonville, six-point favorite. One guy takes Seattle, a six-point favorite, and a third guy could have—he had available—he could have taken Minnesota.
0: Now they have no idea who each other's taking. They taken. don't.
1: So he he could have taken Minnesota, which would have been a six and a half-point favorite, and instead he chose the Indianapolis Colts, a two and a half-point favorite. Ooh, dog. he chose you think poorly. It's you
0: think it's because he heard that was my best bet?
1: I, you know, there was talk Indy, that Houston couldn't—it was in a must-lose situation, as AJ and I said. So maybe maybe you heard me say that. Uh, bottom line, Jacksonville struggled the entire game against Tennessee but found a way to, to win. Seattle struggled mightily in their game against the Rams, but they found a way to win. And overtime, after they stoinked the game-winning field goal off the uprights, goes to overtime, still gets there. you got to wonder about people just having a heart attack. My God. And the last guy, Indianapolis, I don't know if you saw the end game, but um, Indy, after struggling all game long, they got up seven. They looked to be home free. It's fourth down. And Houston throws a deep pass, a post pattern, almost a Hail Mary. And this Indianapolis Colt safety rises up. Knock it down! Instead, he goes up to try to <laughs> Jeez, intercept it. It's echoing. And okay. it goes through his hands right into the Houston Texan receiver in the end zone touchdown. They're going to go for two. Which makes sense. Which makes sense, and they get it. And he I goes mean, I don't home. think it
0: makes sense game theory
1: wise because there, how much, there was real time left. There's right? 50 seconds, so yeah. it doesn't make any sense game theory wise. But considering you're a crap team, why not?
0: But wasn't there like a fourth and 30? They or some like that was the play I described. It was fourth that, and 30. Yeah. So he all they had to do was knock, knock it down. It was 30. Four it was 20. Oh, 20. What's the odds? Fourth and twenty completing. I
1: tell you, whatever it was, if you would freeze it, if I showed you the tape at the one point where where the ball was and where the defender's hands were, it would be like there's no way that the ball can possibly get past his hands. The laws of physics don't apply there.
0: Can you go into the play or the uh, our play by play and uh, just look at fourth and uh, or third and twenty or more, and how many are successful? All right, we'll do. Because I mean, what could that be over five percent? But because of penalties, yes.
1: Okay. Probably you're probably talking seven percent.
0: Okay, I'm guessing. Yeah. yeah. So actually, if you can't split up the actual conversions to the penalties, will do. That's interesting. Whew.
1: So now- apparently, he didn't go home empty. There was some deals made for partial hedges and the like. We but, don't have all the details. So but, he's, he's, but the
0: sense is it wasn't a ton. Y- the, the, yes. There
1: was a lot at stake. Y- exactly. Let's, let's just say I'm confident instead of becoming a 2 millionaire, $2 million heir, he probably walked away with a nice chunk of change.
0: So he hasn't caught up to you yet, Fez. Yeah. Here's a theory uh, for you to disregard <laughs> completely. Uh, can we put to bed tanking?
1: I think we have to. Because no one was in a better spot to tank than Houston, and they screwed it up in one.
0: Did they screw it up, or did they try to play as hard as they could?
1: It's hard to say. Well, yeah, they, they the players played their hearts out. What do you
0: mean out. it's hard to say? Like how? I mean, the funny thing is,
1: well, it wasn't a game I paid a lot of attention to, frankly. Well, in hindsight, it, <laughs> yeah. it should
0: have been. I mean, you mean once the game started?
1: Yes, yeah. I, I do know that um, Houston got up by double digits. And they, it was a very poorly game played game with lots of turnovers on each side.
0: Well, we'll do that. We do this in the recap, so we'll do this one here, and that way we'll tease over from the recap. Let's take a gander at this. I'm not so sure. I think it's too easy to say, "Oh, they're bad teams," so it's it was bad play. Well, we'll see. Let's see what the turnover effect was, which is always interesting. So, if we just look at the turnovers in this game, uh, let's see. Here. Three each. All right, so. Ooh, okay. So each team got exactly 5.7 points uh, on their takeaways, and then 4.1 points they gave away themselves. So it was about 10 points of effect of turnovers, but it completely evened out. Mm. All right, that's interesting. Um, Colts did a little better with yards. Coats did. It was YPP was exactly the same. Fez first downs. Colts did better. Jeez. And uh, the takeaways were even, sacks Colts, were even. This Colts was, should have
1: won by two, lost by one.
0: This was a Colts, we had this score at Colts 31, Texans
1: 28. Now that would have made a little bit of a difference for this gentleman.
0: Instead it was 30, um, but the actual score was Texans 32, 31. Wow, we were right on with that projection. Huh, huh, huh. Okay, now, here's what I think our conclusion or takeaway needs to be if it takes alignment in the organization, and that's a phrase uh, Michael Lombardi's been using about this exact game, is if you have alignment, you can kind of whisper, you can say whatever, right? And it get, the message gets out there. His point is, the number one pick... Just makes it more likely that Davis Mills gets replaced. Mm -hmm. Now, you say he's getting replaced anyway, right? Okay, maybe. But what happens if they pick like a Ryan Wilson type and all of a sudden he's the back, you know, Davis Mills is the backup, then he's the starter again, Mm -hmm. right? So, it doesn't make any sense, especially for the quarterback to try to like not win the game. If anything, that two point conversion might have been his, you know, him starting next oh, year. Oh, You
1: know, he's high five and happy that I mean, even even to the point of who cares if they take the second best quarterback? His chance of beating the second out, the second best quarterback's better than beating out the best quarterback
0: yeah, for sure. Lovey, Lovey Smith. Fi- you think Sirianni, oh, oh I'm sorry, uh, what's his name? Sever, Severio? What's the dude, the GM from uh, Houston's name?
2: Nick Cass, Cass or something, one second.
0: Not Castillo. Anyway, um, when he gets it. Um, Nick Casario. Casario is, see, see, his pronunciations? Is. They fired Lovey Smith that day.
1: Yeah, they probably weren't going. Why didn't
0: they wait 24 hours to make it look like he got fired for winning the game? (laughs) Didn't it look? It's like, and Houston wins one in a thriller, losing the number one pick. In related news, Lovey
2: Smith fired by Houston hours. Squirted out by security. Yeah, I
0: mean, it's like, why
2: not wait a day? Yeah. (laughs) Well, did you hear the report before the game that it was most likely it was going to be his last game? Yeah, Yeah, but but but
0: why even make that the report?
2: I know, like... If I'm Lovey Smith, I'm like I'm going to win this game if I can do anything. Yeah, it, to help it. I, I mean,
1: it's it's in Lovey Smith knew he was going to get fired. It's in his best interest to win. It is. You know, who cares about the organization anyway.
0: Either way, yeah. I mean, because in a way,
1: even if you think you've got someone's word or whatever, it's, it's going yeah. into his lifetime record. It's one more win. Yeah, and now, and also now and he's he not the worst. Him. And now he's not the worst team in the NFL. Just like it wasn't the worst team in the Big Ten because Northwestern was always there for them.
0: So Mackenzie, we had the information on how valuable the difference between the number one and number two is. I don't want to get too deep into it. Take an average of the different places, and may, uh, what would you say is the average assessment? And again, there's Jimmy Johnson chart. There's all these yeah. charts. Got Jimmy Johnson and the got got more traditional four charts.
2: I would say it's about the 32nd pick. So it's just about like the last pick of the first round. But if you take an average of PFF and other ones that discount early picks more, it's more like the 80th pick, which seems unrealistic to me.
0: Well, they they always say though qualified if there's a super quarterback, right. which in the there Giants. isn't. That's yeah. gra- That
1: th- that that is a great point.
0: So that's interesting. This year, would you rather have the one or the two and the 32? Probably. I'm I'd rather have the two and the 32. Kind of indifferent. Yeah. yeah.
1: So, I'd like to be. I like to be able to choose. But you know, the one thing too about two, having to choose. If you're the GM, it puts your neck out on the block because you're like, oh, you well, chose that the wrong. Well, that assumes there's one. only two quarterbacks. Yeah, you choose the wrong one, you know. So well, what yeah. happens?
0: What happens if you trade half your franchise for the third quarterback? We, well, then
1: yeah, that's go, <laughs> then you go to the Super Bowl. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> we'll see. All right. So anything else? I think we we nailed it with the survivors. So those so two winners. They both take home just over three million dollars. Both the, and they're the two biggest prize money winners in the history of sports betting in Vegas.
0: It strikes me that when we were talking about alignment in the organizations, that I just I'm so befuddled by how badly Houston played the week before.
1: Yes, that's because they were playing so well. Jacksonville and they and they just the game was over in the I second mean, it quarter. It was one
0: of the it was one of their wor- if not their worst game of the year.
1: You, you know, one thing that is interesting we talk about Houston tanking potentially and Chicago tanking. So it'd be easy to say, "Oh, we can put tanking to bed." Now the flip side, if you're if you're scoring based upon against the spread margins, well, one team failed to cover by three, and Chicago failed to cover, you know, by nine. Mm-hmm. So from that perspective, there, I don't know if we can disprove it from this those two teams going one on one.
0: But it was just what was so evident in the effort. Yeah. All right, we got the answer on the third and fourth down. Don't look. All right, if penalties are removed, it's third. And or fourth down and twenty. There's been 166 instances. How far does that go back? This is
2: just 2022 season.
0: Just just 2022. 166 instances. Six times it converted without a penalty.
2: Wow. Three and a half. Oh, percent. without a penalty. Yeah. Okay. With yeah, the
0: penalty, yeah. only eight times.
1: Only eight times a year. You know, that, that is they interesting. They don't usually flag. They don't, they don't call pass interference on long passes in third and long.
0: Or yeah. at least they, they might, but they don't call holding, usually defensive holding. You know, yeah. which you know how it's like third. It
1: seems like they're always committing these. So it's kind of like the black swan where I notice it. You know, like, like, I think like it's because they be so stupid?
0: You know what I think it's like? The referees don't call pass interference oftentimes on Hail Marys. Yeah. I think when it's, dir- when it's third and 20, they don't bail teams out. But
2: yeah. third and 16, they it might. It seems like
1: see they that. do on rough. Well,
0: the, it, I think third and. 12 They might not. Third and 16, it seems like sure roughing the, the
1: passers get called all the time. But it's interesting, like, I think I just noticed them. It's like because it's such an egregious mistake.
0: Yeah, right. oh, that's interesting. you roughing the pa- now, Mackenzie. How long would it take you to find um, 16, 17, 18, 19 yards? So, those four yardage.
2: A uh, couple minutes. All
0: right, so let's do this. We recorded this first. Well, one, jump one over. Okay, yeah, jump over. I, and Fez is going to say his last thing. Jump over to the recap pod. We'll have a lot of good stuff there. And we'll lead with the answer to how many times when it's third or fourth and 16, 17, 18, 19. Fez, close uh, it.
1: All right, there's a little bit of a, a bias here because a lot of teams don't try to get the first down on third and 20s. Okay, because they early in the game, you just run a screen or a draw, you Mm -hmm. ball control, pick up your eight yards and punt. So they're not really trying to get it as opposed to an end game where they're forced to try.
0: I I think I think that's a great point, though. Again, the desperate it's like fourth. But the question is, what's the difference on fourth down and third down in the same set? If it's fourth and 10 and third and 10, you would say the same thing about fourth down, right? Well, the fourth down is analogous to the end-of-game situation where you're going to throw right. it up for
1: grabs. You're not going to ever exactly. go short. But there are some third downs where they don't even try. They're, they're like, I'm, 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 I'm happy say. getting eight yards.
0: So the point I'm making is if you if you had a million repetitions, the the phenomenon you're talking about would also be represented in third down versus fourth down, where on third down, they might not try sometimes. On fourth down, they're always trying. At the always. end of the game, they're always trying in and, that and must That's
1: why conversion. the fourth down is clean. Yes.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, and you're saying that difference is the phenomenon you'd be talking about. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. Well, if you, we, we won't talk about that anymore, but we will give you that answer. And I think it's worth it anyway. Talk to you over there.